Gary, Marty and me. My story of living with a double brain tumour diagnosis and how humour and positivity helped me to cope. In this episode, part four of my craniotomy diary series, I look back at my hospital stay, talk about a bereavement that happened within weeks of my operation and talk about suffering yet again with post-operative insomnia. Hello, well, I'm recording this after a pretty eventful and pretty awful week. Uh, it's uh, four o'clock in the morning on Sunday the 15th of January. And I'm awake again because since my hospital stay, my sleep pattern's been just all over the place. So last week was pretty awful. I started to suffer with some headaches and um, we noticed that I was having a bit of uh, fluid trickling out of um, my operation site. So we contacted the hospital and had an appointment with them, um, saw uh, a lovely uh, registrar called Lizzie. Um, she took a look at it, uh, happened to see my neurosurgeon as well at the same meeting who checked it out as well so we left it a couple of days and then last Monday I went back in to uh, for a check and ended up not coming home till the Wednesday because they were concerned that it had become infected so I was admitted back to hospital put on a very strong antibiotic intravenously and spent Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday back on Ward L25 at Leeds General. I was looked after really well as always. I mean, they're an amazing team down there, but that's the last place I wanted to be because on the Saturday, uh, we'd lost mum-in-law very suddenly. Uh, her health had deteriorated very quickly. And, um, yeah, by... 10 to 4 on the Saturday afternoon, she'd gone, bless her. Um, we found out since that she had peritonitis, um, which is what had caused her to, to um, become so ill. And that's a rupturing of the, the bowel lining, which leads to essentially sepsis, blood poisoning. So my poor old wife was dealing with grief and shock. And actually me being in hospital turned out to be a blessing in disguise because she didn't have to worry about me because she didn't need to come and visit. I'm big enough and ugly enough to entertain myself. So I was out of the way being fed and looked after and filled with antibiotics, which did do the trick. And by Thursday, on Wednesday, they let me out and I came home. But we've struggled, to be honest. It's been very, very hard struggling with the aftermath of a, a brain surgery and then having a bereavement at the same time. It's not the best of uh, timings. But it's just the way it works out. Life's like that. You just have to deal, uh, deal with the hand you're given and uh, we're doing our best to do it. So, But the lack of sleep, that's really, really hard to cope with because when you're trying to recover... And when you're trying to deal with grief, you need a brain that's working properly, not one that's half asleep all the time. Plus, it's winter here in the UK, so my windows of my bedroom are being blasted and rattled by high winds. Um, 
out on the wily windy moors, as Kate Bush said in uh, her song Wuthering Heights. Well, we're up on the moors here in Harrogate, obviously, because the wind is coming in and nothing seems to be slowing it down. And that's also not helping me stay asleep. So I thought, well, if I can't sleep, I'll podcast in that case. It's really, really, yeah, tricky to give advice on how to deal with situations like this. I mean, I felt my recovery was going really well and it still seems to be progressing okay. Um, I just wish I could get my sleep patterns back together. But anybody who's spent any time in hospital knows that sleep patterns are a weird thing there because you're constantly woken to have your observations taken. And, of course, the ward never sleeps. The nurses are busy all night long looking after after a slot. And, um, yeah, I, I probably slept better this time than the first time immediately after my operation, which was, uh, I seemed to have a, a noisy bunch around me that time. But anyway, you know, this time there was a nice crowd in there, all suffering from different ailments. Some, like me, had had brain surgery, other, another chap had had a stroke, bless him. And, um, yeah. But the the ward did a great job. They always do a great job. And uh, not always in the easiest of circumstances. But I've spent a lot of time this week gone just staring at the Leeds skyline. Just wishing that I could uh, feel well enough to get out and, and head back. So I caught the train home on Wednesday, a very wet, rainy, horrible Wednesday to come back to the house which just doesn't feel right we live with mum-in-law so we're in her house and uh, she's not and that feels very strange plus because poor old Hazel uh, passed away very suddenly we had to have a coroner's investigation and an autopsy which just adds to the the stress and the grief because my wife and brother-in-law have been desperately trying to get all the arrangements made as you can imagine but nothing can happen without all the right certification so I mean, they did manage to make amazing progress while I was in hospital, funnily enough, but that was despite the procedures that were going on around them. But uh, but poor old mum-in-law, she was still fretting about me right up until just before she went, um, still asking after me how I was doing. And, um, you know, so I feel... I'm not going to moan too much because she was in a worse state than me, but still managed to be concerned for my health and well-being so really we're now just I'm not sure how we move forward from here I guess we can't do very much until after the funeral which is coming up on the 30th um, oh and just to just to really put the cherry on the cake my wife's full of cold as well so she's feeling rotten just when she needs all the strength to keep herself mentally strong not just physically strong so but I guess that's because she's got stressed and run down fretting about her stupid husband and his head and then her mum who was poorly for a good week just staying in bed not feeling well not feeling right and we didn't just didn't have an explanation for it so uh, yeah Andrea's been through the mill with one thing and another so it's tricky it's tricky time. 
I mean, there's never a good time to have brain surgery, obviously, but uh, sometimes the world just decides that uh, it's going to pile things on and we feel like we've had a couple of weeks like that. That's not being self-pitying. I don't feel too bad, apart from the lack of sleep. I, I feel OK considering the, pr the procedures I've been through. Um, I just wish my body would settle back into a normal sleep routine because that would make me feel better. And then I can concentrate on Andrea and what she's going through. But actually all I want to do during the day at the moment is sleep because I'm just exhausted, mentally drained. And I really, really could do with some good sleep. So I'm hoping that recording this podcast will get thoughts out of my head and let it settle down. So I'm going to try and snooze again. And um, yeah, another day tomorrow. I'll try and make more progress tomorrow. Bye. By the way, like me, over 12,000 people each year in the UK and an estimated 300,000 worldwide suddenly discover that they have a brain tumour and from the moment that they receive that news, their lives will never be the same again. This podcast has been created to try and raise funds for the Brain Tumour Charity, who've been a big support to my family and I. As well as offering support to individuals and families, they fund life-saving research in the hope of ending the harm done by brain tumours. If you can help in any way, big or small, please go to www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Stuart Hannah. That's S-T-U-A-R-T dash H-A-N-N-A-H and make a donation. Thanks.